Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Scorpio Moons Podcast. And I am Cardasia. I'm Diamond. Welcome to the vibes. So what are we smoking on today? Okay, let's relax for the day. Get our blend in. This some wedding cake. That mm. wedding cake. Shots out to our plug at the gas station. <laughs> What's the astro forecast for today? You want to do it or you want to do it? I'll do it right quick. Spit some to y'all right quick. Okay, so the moon right now is in Libra. It's 21% illuminated. Um, Libra rules the skin, kidneys, and lower back. So remember to stay hydrated and keep your kidneys healthy. And cut down on the alcohol. If y'all out partying, it's the end of the summer. I know y'all trying to go out with a bang. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. <laughs> and you will be down bad like I was two days ago. <laughs> so the moon being in Libra will probably make you feel more like you need to socialize in this time. You might want to be out and about. You might be real flirty and real um, adventurous during this time. And you also might be feeling like um, you meeting some new people, some partnerships in this, in this time period, and being more independent. So that's that Libra for you, both balance of the scales. You need people, but you don't at the same time. <laughs> it's still your season. But I think we should talk about Venus today, since the book we're reading today is all about love. Why don't we go with Okay, that's smart. <laughs> Smarkles. Okay, so Venus is the second closest planet to the sun. And it's the brightest object in the sky besides the moon. Didn't I know that? <laughs> so Venus in your chart really expresses, I mean, well, Venus in your chart shows how you love and how you receive love. And your deepest desires. Basically, all about love. <laughs> and it's in Virgo right now. What's some characteristics of Venus and Virgo people? You'll enjoy the details of your love life. Like, you'll want to, I guess, like, know everything or get down to the little things during this time. I feel like Virgos are all about the little things, like the details. That's true. <laughs> so how you feeling? Um, I feel great. I'm glad that we finally smoking this blunt, but finally getting to it. So, um, how you feeling today? I'm feeling good. It's been a lot of bullshit being thrown at me. I feel like, but it's been good. Like. Been a regular day. Pretty chill. Pretty chill. I'm also glad we're smoking this blunt now because, like I said, it's been a lot of bullshit going on. But I'm cool. <laughs> so today our book that we're gonna be reading is All About Love by Bill Hooks. Shout out to Bill. She For real, shout out to Bill because 
went to the library last week and I, I was telling the librarian I was looking for the Bell Hooks books and she was like, which Bell Hooks? Because she be writing about a little bit of everything. She goes into everything. I was like, what? I didn't know that. So we're going to have to get us another one. Mm. Like she started rambling about all the topics that Bell Hooks get into and I was like, love. She said everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I need love. Definitely need love. So, it's about, it's 13 chapters in this book. It wasn't a hard read. I liked reading it because, like I just said, I learned a lot. Like, literally, I learned all about love, I think. So. Yeah, you could read this book in about two, three days. Yeah. Less than that, if, yeah. if you got the time. But it's really a really quick read, and it's really good. Like, it gets straight down to the point. So, we finna get straight down to the point. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get into it. And talk about the chapters. So the first chapter is clarity, and it says to give love words. I guess before we even get into her definition of love, before reading this, what was your definition of love? That's so hard because <laughs> <laughs> how did you view love? I guess I kind of viewed love, because before I read this book, I, I thought that love was just, I don't know, I thought that we was all capable of, of loving each other. Like yeah. I, I felt like love was kind of a common sense type thing. Like, yeah. And then I read the book and I was like, okay, maybe I don't know nothing about love. <laughs> maybe I don't know anything about love, because... Um, I guess my main definition of what love was was just that it was a, a feeling of, of basic human decency, honestly, to me. Because I be feeling like I love everybody until you give me a reason not, not to. to. Mm. Mm. I feel like I was the opposite. What was your definition of love before this book? Before the book, I feel like to love, like you had to earn it, like you had to do certain things. You had to show me before I just assumed that <laughs> you loved me or that I loved you. So you felt like um, your your love had to be earned, like mm -hmm. people had to deserve. Yes, your love. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what's Bell Hooks' definition of love? She says it's the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own self-love or another's spiritual growth. So I feel like that was fire because I never put spirituality in with love. Which so is why. Like, <laughs> dang, you telling me love is going to help me and them or, you know advance right spiritually like it's crazy it's crazy i've kind of um honestly i feel like love was always everything but pain everything but pain so it sucked when you was hurt yeah and i mm. yeah mm. so when pain did come around did you feel like that person didn't love you no more or i just felt like it wasn't real like it was ah, just fake okay like maybe you thought you loved me, but you don't <laughs> and can't. Or maybe, yeah, like you don't and maybe can't. Mm. So basically I got 
from that chapter, her definition of love. What about you? Oh, and then she talked about how mo we we think that we be loving people, but we really don't. It's called it's a process called cathesis. That's a new vocab word for y'all today. Look it up. C A T H E X I X S X I S cathesis. Okay. <laughs> and what it mean? Um, it's investing care into a loved one. So that feeling that we feel in love cactuses is not love most of the time. Mm. And so she was saying how people you can't you can't love somebody if you don't even have a, a concrete, solid definition of what love is. Mm. And so that's why I feel like everybody should take this definition and run with it so that we can all be on the same page here about what love really is. Yeah. And it's again, you know, extending yourself to nurture somebody's spiritual. So chapter two is justice and it's childhood love lessons. I like chapter two a lot. I did too. We we be stuck on these chapter two. <laughs> Cause I did too. I think honestly this was probably my favorite. The chapter two? Yes. Yeah, because it's like the the groundwork. She um go back into childhood and talk about um what love is not I think so. In chapter one, she talked about what love is, and then chapter two, she was throwing out a lot of love ain't this, that, or the other. Right. So she was talking about how love don't equal abuse, and a lot of times in our childhood, that'd be the first lesson of love that we get is some type of abuse. Like nobody talk about what love really is until you get abused. Yeah. Like for example. They'll say, oh, I'm doing this because I love you. Yeah. Or this hurts me more than it hurts you. Yeah. So you teaching your child that love is equated to abuse. Right. Before you even teach them that it's equated to anything else. Right. And it, it was so cool seeing the examples she put out because I know she was saying how she was talking to a couple of colleagues and they was like, yeah, I want my kids or whatever. And she looking at them like, okay, would you let somebody whoop you basically like somebody yeah. you love whoop you like is that something you would want a stranger to do to your child <laughs> right and so it's like how can you say it's okay for you to do it but wouldn't want anyone else to do it to you or to somebody you quote unquote love and I also like that while she was uh, talking her shit she was also um, throughout the chapters giving us ways that we can fix this like so yeah. she say childhood i mean um love is not abuse but then she turn around and tell you how to discipline your ch children through discussion and critical reflection and find a ways to make amends yeah so I, I like that she went off into how we can better teach kids how to love and too i feel like communication solves all problems anyway like you either come to an understanding or agree to disagree, and that just be that. Like, you don't have to go no further than that, really, especially not with kids. So, I like that. I really like that chapter. Um, chapter three, honesty, and it is be true to love. So, from this one, another thing she said love could not be is a dishonest union like lies can't equal love right 
And she was saying how lying alienates you from your true feelings and leads to depression and um, loss of self-awareness. And so... That's deep. Yes, it is. I like that. That was yeah. like one of the things that stuck with me because that is very true. Yes. Like when you lie, you further yourself from your reality. and Because not only are you lying to whoever it is. You're lying to yourself as well. So yes. you're making yourself sick. If anybody feeling lost, like they don't know what to do, maybe it's time for a reality check. <laughs> Have you been out here lying? <laughs> no. <laughs> But for real, she talked a lot about open communication and just being vulnerable, like just able to be open, like right. It's really okay, and honestly, it's gonna make you and this love union stronger. I like that she touched on privacy versus secrecy too, mm. because being private is. Being private is like way more different from being secret because uh-huh. when you're being secret, you're being manipulative, yeah. and you're being sneaky, and you got ill intentions. But when you're being private, you're just enjoying your solitude and protecting yourself, basically. So those are the differences between privacy and secrecy. And she said that privacy is basically okay but secrecy is where love can exist right yeah this is a good one <laughs> chapter four is commitment let love be love in me mm. if you do not love yourself can't nobody else love you yeah this chapter was about self-love yeah so it was saying that um, commit to increasing your self-esteem and your self-confidence and your self-love because all of that. Um, she was basically saying that self-love can't flourish in isolation. And so, I mean, you have to have a, a loving environment to help you to know love. Yeah. So that's basically what I got out of it. One thing I did to, I guess, help myself discover more self-love is shadow work. Like, just getting to know myself. Um changing like the old beliefs, especially the negative thinking. I'm still working on it, but not thinking so negative. Because if I'm thinking negative about myself, like I'm not loving myself, period, period. And there's so many ways to be positive I've learned, but it's so hard if you've been like stuck doing it for so long. So I feel like shadow work to me into finding out everything about me so I didn't have to think about the same little quote-unquote flaws. I was learning more about this, that, instead of focusing on, oh, I don't like this about me. Yeah, that's true. And she was saying that too. She was just saying, love yourself like you would love others because, you know, we most of the time we commit a lot of our love to other okay. people. Yeah. And won't do the same for ourselves. And I struggle so, 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 <laughs> so hard. <laughs> so hard with it because I'd be expecting other people to treat me like I treat them. But I don't treat myself like I treat other people. Mm. That's a word. That's a word. You don't think you treat yourself like you treat other people? Um, No. Really? No. 
Because I feel like I feel like I have a lot of self love for myself. I do do that. Like I know I'm the shit, but I just go a step further for other people. Mm. I don't know. It's so strange. Hmm. <laughs> it's so strange. You holding back? What you holding back on? <laughs> what is you holding back on? <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Because it's so weird that I do it. Like, I notice that I do it all the time. And I be writing about it, but then I can't never get to the bottom of it. I see. I see. Because we, based on the conversation we had yesterday about you performing one night, I feel like you would push everybody else around you to get up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself the same push. That's a good example. <laughs> because if I would have thought about it like that, then I probably just would have went ahead and win it. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of times I'm guilty of that. So, yeah. Same. So, in chapter five, she talk about spirituality. And the divine love. So, she was talking about how all awakening to love is spiritual. Like, you have to connect back to something in order to feel even a glimpse of what love is. And spirituality doesn't mean religion, but it needs to be something that you follow. Like, even if it's something very, very unique to you, like, it's just something you should get in tune with because it's going to show you the deepest love. And, um... She brought up a lot of the works of Martin Luther King, and I wanted to ask you, is there somebody who embodies love to you? Mm. Like in a um, transformational way, person. Mm. Like who can you be like, oh, they know what love is. They got it figured out. <laughs> that is so hard. It is, right? That is so hard. I couldn't think of one either. <laughs> <laughs> that is so hard because I feel like after reading this book, the definition of love is so different. I don't see anybody. And see, I can't even look at the people on TV because half of that stuff be fake. Fake, right. And you don't have no real-time examples either. No. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. <laughs> so in chapter six. <laughs> oh, snap. Chapter six is about values and the love ethic. Um, the love ethic is that everyone has the right to be free, to love, to live fully and well. So if everybody lives by that love ethic, We'll all have the same values and be on the same page. And I'll all be growing simultaneously like crazy. <laughs> yes. Crazy. I think that this is kind of like the, the base point of how we all get back to love. Yeah. By changing our values and making sure we all live by the same love ethic. Definitely these chapters. Definitely the chapters in the full agreement. And peep, I said base. Cause it, <laughs> it's just the start. Right. So don't stop here at just your values 
but I'm saying chapter six, talking about the values. I mean, she she and, was saying like being aware, everybody being aware of their values and able us to give care and be responsible and show respect and have a willingness to learn. But see, the problem she was saying is hard because everybody feels like there's this inferior, superior group in the world now. So yeah. it's like hard to give 100% love when you feel like somebody is either better than you or worse than you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she was basically saying like the way the men have changed society, it has put a fear in love. Like men able to do what they want to do, make the rules, and we got to stand on that where if we all had the same beliefs. Yeah. Could it will be a lot of bit different. In chapter seven, she talk about money, greed, and simply love, like something like that. Yeah, like I think this, I mean, what I got out of this chapter was basically that selfishness is causing us not to be able to love. Like when once greed take over, greed for money or greed for power or greed for just anything, then that's that's just like a a, di a direct um, opposition to what love really should be and is. Yeah, definitely more worried about the materialistic things than what's really gonna like lead you to true happiness, true peace. Like it's definitely not the money power. But I was about to respect. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like people should be um, thinking more on a collective level than individual. Yeah. And that's where that greed come in. Just like um, all these people out here living well above their means when there's so much resources to go around for everybody. everybody. Like, it just really don't make sense. Make it make sense. <laughs> it don't make sense. It's so many people that don't have anything. Like right. Literally anything. Nothing at all. And then people that throw away Money in thousands that. of dollars over nothing. <laughs> over nothing. Over a new bag, a new watch. And these people out here real life struggling. But... You know, that's neither here nor there. They're going to do what they do. And we're going to do what we do. I'm going to try to change the world in another way. <laughs> in a loving way. So, Chapter 8 is talking about community and loving community. And this chapter is important, too, because, I mean, we all need each other. We all here for each other. I personally don't feel like God dropped us down here and was like, you got to do this alone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get through this life shit by yourself. <laughs> like, you right. here for you. <laughs> don't trust these niggas. <laughs> That's not what God put us down here for. That's a fake, though. That was fake. not your instructions. You supposed to be out. Dancing with the neighborhood, eating with the village. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is true love. I feel like that's what yeah. our hearts is longing for. Well, my heart is longing for community, for yeah. love and communion, for, yeah. um, I don't know, more simpler ways. In the last chapter, she talked about 
how um, living simply is how we control our greed. And in community, I feel like, I mean, in order to get back to community, we have to live more simply than we are because... It would be so different, like, it would be so different. It would probably be so dope. (laughs) Yes. So dope. When somebody asked me, they was like, what would you do if you didn't have no social media? I was like, live. Right. (laughs) Have some fun. Right. the fun. (laughs) Go crazy. Yeah. It would be so different because everybody would tap into them then and you would be able to have so much more fun with everybody because they won't be trying to do this for the gram. <laughs> yes, but... Stand on Facebook. Okay, let's go on the flip side. Let's go on the flip side. What if we got rid of social media and then all of the evil powers of the world we didn't know nothing about no more? Yeah, True. Because social media is only like just a part of it, yeah. To yeah, that's true. What's really going on out here? That's true. I be saying all the time, I wish I didn't know some of the yeah. stuff I know. <laughs> it seems so fun and free. Yeah, it do. But I feel like in order for that not to happen, everybody would have to be living in it. Like it wouldn't be no easiness. It's that realistic for yeah. everybody to live, you know. It is, though. You think so? I think so. Because, like you just said, social media, that just came around. Yeah. And before that, people were still getting done wrong. Very wrong. Yeah. It's it's probably the greed part, the values part. Yeah. The spiritual part. Yes. Because <laughs> there's so many components to love. Love, yes. So many. And you that's think you the got problem. This love thing down pat. Yes, you, you only have one or two. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was me though. <laughs> like I'm reading, like dang, like I'm out here lying. <laughs> I do not love nobody. Nobody loves me. Right. Like it's so crazy because it really is so many components. So many components. Chapter nine, you duality. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I keep saying this. I like this one too. The heart of love. Yeah, this yes. this this brought me back. I'm, and this one, she was basically just saying to choose love, like admit that you want love, and to try to love even if you don't know how or know what it is. Yes. Just try. Like it's so funny because some of our old work coworkers came on the um live today, and one of the things one of them used to say to me all the time is that i was scared of love like anytime <laughs> love come my way i run like and when i really like go back to think about it you know i would do a lot of back and forth things just because i was really like not ready to be vulnerable like i'm scared or like <laughs> i actually really do want to do this so i was like after reading this i was like dang yeah i do need to not like commit so easily, but be more open, like mm-hmm. off real, like because it's gonna be okay. Like either, I mean, you learn love through that way. Yes. Yeah, open. That's what she said. She was like, the acceptance of pain. Yeah, is a part of love. Yeah, like love ain't always just that good feeling or a reward or always right. Like it can be scary. It can be hard. Yeah, like a little painful. Like yeah. And that went against my beliefs too, because I was just like, love is not hard. It's not, 
like I said, like whenever I feel pain, I'm like, okay, this ain't love. Yeah. I've, I've been listening to a lot of like little snippets, little podcasts, and they talking about like know your role in a, a relationship, mm-hmm. in, a, in a union. And yes. I've been thinking about that so much lately, but that is so true. Like, that is so true because going into any union, you got to know what they bring in right off the bat and what you bring in. And you just have to know that and go through, like, don't try to change that person because that's when the power dynamics come in. That's when the um, power struggles come in. Like, just know your role. Like, know what you do. Know what they do. Because, like, if not, it's going to be even more painful for one. Well, I feel like um, a part of that, I mean, one thing that she was saying is a part of the know your role situation. She was like, um, she was saying how women are kind of like trained up to, they, like, you know, you know how we were just talking about how you might think you know how to love you only got, or know yeah. or got a few of them down. Yeah. So women are kind of like trained to have some of these loving traits. Yeah. And men are kind of like trained not to have yeah. them. And so a lot of men's emotional needs are being met. Yeah. And women's emotional needs are not being met. Yeah. In um, relationships. Yeah. And so I feel like as far as knowing your role, sometimes, uh, well, in the books, she was saying how sometimes. You have to be that person to to teach somebody how to yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because we be joking, you know, I ain't finna raise no. Yes. No. You really, yeah. Like this whole book was against my whole religion. Because I'm like, I'm not teaching nobody nothing. <laughs> I'm not raising nothing. <laughs> But sometimes you do. And I will say, though, it's not even men, women, men, women. Like, it's a lot of women we need to be teaching how to love. Yeah, like, that's facts. <laughs> facts. I just said. Because just like we read this book and was like, ooh, I don't know this. Yeah. You got to tell some other people, like, they may not be women and men included, but I do feel like agreed. Women do hold more. <laughs> more loving traits. Yes. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But she also talked about how um, you have to love on an equal plane. Like, love ain't just, it don't just exist in romantic relationships. Yeah. Like, it's the same across every relationship. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Women to women. Like, you know, whatever you identify as. (laughs) For real. It goes across the board because... And we gotta learn how to have patience. That's loving yourself too. Like, Mm -hmm. if you are open enough, vulnerable enough to try to teach somebody how to love, at least at the end of the day, like, if you don't, if your needs aren't fulfilled, you did what you were supposed to do to receive your self-love, and then you have the option to dip out. Right. Because right. that self-love, like, don't get hurt. Because abuse, like, if you try to teach somebody. And they not. You, you know. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep, let's go to the sweet love. <laughs> Let me see. And she was basically talking about how soulmate connections don't really look how look like how we expect them to look like. Yeah. Like, for example, she was saying that when you connect with somebody, you think that it's supposed to be all like roses and daisies. And really, like sometimes it takes some time and some patience and some perseverance to really love this person. Yeah. Or your person. And she talked about how sex is not love. At all. And a lot of people get that confused. Sex don't have nothing to do with love. I feel like it has a lot to do with manipulation. Like you can feel like you love and make somebody love you. No, fam. <laughs> Yes, and I also feel like sex can enhance the love that you have for somebody. Yeah. Because if you um, nurture, well, what, what was the de definition of love? Um, extending yourself to nurture one's spiritual growth. Or another. Yeah. So if you're nurturing spiritual growth through sex, mm. it could be love. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different way to look at it because sex is powerful as Yeah, fuck. sex is a big-ass energy exchange, so... That is a fact. <laughs> if what you're giving off is love and what they're giving back is love... That's a whole lot of good loving. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole lot of good loving. Right. Chapter mm. 11... Yes. Loss, loving into life and death. So this is saying how love is full circle, right? Is that what you got out of this? Basically, Basically, yeah. death is the same as, as birth and it's all just a cycle of love. Can't be scared of death. You got to live today like there's no tomorrow. And I'll If you're scared of death, then you're scared to live. Facts. I agree. If you're scared to die, then you're definitely scared to live. For real, for real. Because you're not living every day. Like, it's... <laughs> you're yes. not living every it's day to the It's literally the same thing to me. That's true. Because if you love somebody, like, Bell Hook say you gotta love somebody, you you really doing that. And That's a lot. Like, I think to take it even further, if you love somebody, like, that definition of love, when you're getting ready to um, watch transition. somebody transition you yeah, or you oh, transition. Oh, my goodness. Then it shouldn't be a scary thing or a sad thing. Because y'all going to be so... Because you're enhancing this spiritual growth. Like, when you die, you're just spiritually growing into something else. Into somewhere else. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. And so applying this... Definition to loss and death can help you learn how to love in these situations too. I like that one. Because I definitely didn't think about it. That just came to mind some hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. For real. 
Like they got me thinking, thinking, cause that's some real shit. Ain't no way you gonna be. And then if you even go back into the community chapter, like imagine you not only not just romantically getting your spiritual growth enhanced, enhancing somebody else's spiritual growth, but a whole community. <laughs> oh my! Do you know how? Oh my! Lit oh. life would be one part of community we didn't even talk about. I wanted to hit. What? Was how she saying she said that love was sometimes our first real experiences with love is outside of our family is our friends. Yes, and I was like, yes, that is so important because a lot of the times people don't get or feel real love until they connect with a friend who's like. They everything for yes. them. Like this your this your person. Like and you start feeling like, okay, this might be what love is. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. And that's just why using me you for example. Yes. <laughs> I feel like definitely spiritual growth was enhanced. Yes. Even since day one, that's since day one in some way. Like I feel like it's been a steady like climb. Mm-hmm. On both parts. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Fire. <laughs> That's why community is important and yeah. not community as in just your family or your extended family or like your, um, I don't know, it extends further to your friends, to your peers, to yeah. your community. Like the people who really out there, man, these are all your community people. We all, that's, that's a, a pious feeling that you describe. Imagine a whole community. Yeah. Imagine a whole community. Come on, y'all. Let's build a community. If you listening to this, <laughs> right. read the book. <laughs> read the book, please. So we could get started. For real. So chapter 12 is about redemptive love. And she's talking about healing. That's the name of this chapter, healing. And I feel like what I got most from this chapter was that it's so much easier to heal through community. Like, it's so much easier because, first of all, you're not scared to be vulnerable with everybody you sharing, like, something you're going through with. And you have so many different perspectives and options you can take to like get through this healing journey like yeah finding love again and forgiveness is a big part of it too in the community like she was saying how love is not always easy and you gotta go through some stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. with people that you love but you gotta forgive too and forgive yourself too to in order to continue to grow when you don't forgive, it's stunt your growth. Mm-hmm. It's another one for love and building love. This is the last chapter. Chapter 13, Destiny. And the angels speak of love. Shout out to Destiny. Destiny has been home Destiny. <laughs> and that is what this, this chapter is about. Um, your dream team, basically. I feel like that's yeah. what I call it. Yeah. 
um, your ancestors, your spiritual guides, like the little signs that you get here and there. Like these, it's people out there looking out for you in the spiritual realm and their love too, basically is what she's saying. I love it. This is such a good book. Like, honestly, one of the few books I could read over and over again just so I can make sure I got it and I'm helping everybody else get it because now that we <laughs> are talking about this community, imagine how powerful that would be. That's crazy. That is crazy. Top two. Top two. That's a really good one. Gonna light up this second blunt. Try not to get too high because diamond got to fly and you do not need to miss this. <laughs> flight. <laughs> I'm so weak. Because I really do got a flight to catch in like 30. That would be on a move, y'all. Non-stop. In and out of there. Don't go. Catch me when you can. <laughs> What's the hot thoughts for the day? I got one and I'm trying to see how I'm finna set it up because um so I want to talk about escapism versus okay. addiction okay and let me tell you why or how I came across this thought um so I attempted to stop smoking for a day. <laughs> okay, real quick, just to let them know the difference between escapism and addiction. Okay, what is it? Addiction is where you basically can't go without. Escapism is where you're using something to escape from problems, reality, or something you don't want to deal with. Right. But you can stop. If you want. Addiction is you really can't stop. Like you like, don't have a choice. Yeah. Okay. So is escaping a bad thing or a good thing? Well, let's let's talk about you trying to stop smoking for one day. Like what? <laughs> Why one day? Like what? <laughs> no, I tried to stop smoking. Oh okay. it only lasted a day. Okay. Why did you want to stop smoking? To save some money. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I had decided I was going to save some money, so I'm going to stop smoking for a little while. Okay. I said that before, too, so let's get into it. With <laughs> <laughs> it only lasted a day, and so while I was smoking my blunt. The first blunt after your day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so while I was smoking my blunt, I felt the stress leave my body. Like after every puff, I felt stress leaving mm. my body. And I was like, that day that I didn't smoke was probably the most stressful day that mm. I had in a while. And I know I'd had some, like, days where shit had been deeper than that. It's yeah. just I was high. Yeah. And it really wasn't that deep. <laughs> okay. And so then it got me to thinking about all of the ways that I escaped. Because I was trying to figure out if escaping was a bad thing or not. Hmm. So, all the ways I was thinking about 
that we escape is drugs, books, nature. Because you told me to find my answers, go out into nature. Mm-hmm. Meditation, we escape through there. We don't be here. Yeah. I escape through Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> um, I escape through writing, through social media sometimes, and just being on my phone sometimes. Okay. So, so you think? I, what, so is what? How you feel? You what you can say? Escapism a bad thing? Yes. Like is it? So I feel like. When does it become addiction? Because I've been playing Candy Crush for three years straight now. That's an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, that's hard. That's hard because. Okay, no. I don't want to say that's an addiction. Let me let me take that back. Because I could stop. Exactly. I don't want. I don't even want to say that you can stop. Because have you tried to stop Candy Crush? Like, okay, Candy Crush <laughs> count the days that you come back consecutively. Oh, okay. And when you miss a day or something, you you lose all your prizes. It's been days when I've been just lost into life. Oh, okay. forgot about Candy Crush. Okay. <laughs> and came back like, damn, all my my shit. Okay. Gone. Okay. <laughs> I think. It becomes an addiction when it stops you from being able to be productive. Escapism, I feel like, is okay because we need escapism sometimes. Sometimes you need to get away. Right. And everybody can't take a flight. They can go in the clouds off some real deep meditation. Like, so yeah, I feel like escapism okay is okay, but are all of the things on that list are those escapism things or addictions? Because for me, social media is definitely I feel like an addiction. Like, I can delete it, but my hand would still be going like where the apps would be like. Yeah, that's. Some I feel like that's some crackhead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's some crackhead shit. It might be just a little bit how we would delete stuff and still like get on our phone and try to instantly go to it. Yeah, that's wow, kind of crazy. So, okay, but with we, I feel like it teeters the line. <laughs> it teeters the line. Especially when it comes down to like finances, because we get expensive mm-hmm. real quick. Especially if you ain't living like that, yeah, it, it can get wildly expensive. So I feel like when you made the conscious decision to stop because you wanted to reach a goal, but couldn't, then it yeah. crossed the line. Yeah. But what if I didn't have no goal? I just was going off the whim, like, fuck it, I'm just going to stop smoking. Yeah, because I say that all the time. <laughs> and it never happened. Maybe it is. Maybe we are addicted. No, but it was just wild how my mind was spiraling while I was smoking that blunt. 
Like, it be like that. It's only been a day. <laughs> you be so you be so down on yourself. Like, dang, I really could. I really, I'm a crackhead. <laughs> I really could last for a day. I remember I would say I would stop smoking for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to go even deeper, I did remember. I wanted to talk about this too. I was thinking about how um, the day before that, when I wasn't smoking, I felt so stressed out. And like I was feeling all of my pain because I wasn't smoking. Mm. But it felt good. Mm. So has it ever been. Everybody don't like pain. I was just going to ask you, like, have there ever been time where pain felt good for you? Not really. No? Mm-mm. Maybe these tattoos affected just because I knew a fire outcome was coming. But but you ain't, like, getting the tattoos. See, I get tattoos to Mm-mm. get the tattoo. I can feel the pain. My mm. piercings, I get them to feel the pain. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I need to get through the pain real quick. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of wild that I would, it felt good to be feeling my emotions and stuff at the time. Like feeling everything that I was going through. Because that's the only thing that made it so stressed. Because I had to feel everything. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I'm used to feeling everything. Regardless if I'm high or not. <laughs> she sometimes when I high, I'm, I feel that shit more. more. <laughs> So I feel like it depends on the person and how you get because my that makes sense be. because you're a functioning high and I yeah, am not. That is. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's very true. I don't know. I feel like I need to find more things to escape through, though, honestly. Yeah, that's true. That way I can't get addicted to one. Like, you are a pretty long list. Maybe if my list got a little long, then I could bounce around between a few things. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm bouncing from. And I feel like I need more because I still be feeling like I want to fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we when I get too stressed out, I'll be like, I just want to fight somebody. Mm-mm. And I know I be needing to release some shit. So maybe you need to find a way to release. And not escape. So, and not escape because you Ooh, said when we you released. Because so <laughs> when you said you released, it felt good. Okay. We get so well. Let me write this down. <laughs> Hold on. Daisy just spoke a word. For real, you got to find a way to release. Oh, man. And that was the full circle for today. Release, not escape. <laughs> Release, not escape. Release some love somewhere. You want to fight? Go love on somebody. <laughs> and my cars be telling me there too. I be See? mad. I be pulling my cars and fucking love cars be popping up. I be like, shit. <laughs> Go love somebody. That's what that is. <laughs> I want to fight fire with fire. <laughs> Why is it? What, what your chart say about this? <laughs> Help a sister out. Let's help a sister out today. Help a sister out. Help a sister out. Help a sister out. Help a sister out. Oh, we got to get us a little song popping for the (laughs) help a sister out. I'm going to record or something. Drum roll, please.
Miss Taylor. Hey. <laughs> Taylor is hosting a Walk It Like I Talk It event where she helping you spill. And even if you don't want to model, I feel like walking in heels or something is like... Everybody need a little more you, confidence walking in yeah, heels. Yeah, just a little bit more. Especially because I feel like it's always that one event where you're like, damn, I got to wear heels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you anything like us. Right. <laughs> it is sick when you got to put on some heels. So shout out to Taylor because that's actually dope and I cannot wait. To if you're in the Birmingham area, it's going to be at Railroad Park. And September 4th, and hit up at Beautiful Survivor on Instagram if you are interested, and at Taylor Alexis on Facebook. Shout out to Taylor. Shout out to Tay. Okay, y'all. For the next episode, we're going to be reading The Alchemist. Um, that's a banger, too. So I'm going to need y'all to go get the book. You got two weeks. <laughs> So we starting now. Starting now. <laughs> well, <laughs> depending on when you hear it, you got until two Fridays from tomorrow. Right. Go get the book. Go get the book. It's all about a boy that make all his dreams come through. Come true, basically. Mm-hmm. And let me um I think his name. No, let me not fuck up his name. I ain't gonna yeah. fuck it up. I think it's Paulo though, something like that. But the alchemist. The alchemist. Go, Go look it. it up. You're gonna find it. Email us at Scorpio Moons Podcast at gmail.com. And that's it. We out. Goodbye. We out. Have a good one. Happy Great love Friday. Shorty go jogging every morning And she make me breakfast almost every morning And she take a nigga pick before she leave the door I be waking up the pics before a nigga on it And every weekend my shorty coming over Shorty can fend the up but she like fashion over She ain't driving no Camry, she pulling in a Rover With her hair so curly, I like she said What you know about lines, tell you everything Please, we about to get it on.